Good morning, and welcome back to Jim Crow. Stetson Kennedy, author of The Jim Crow Guide, written in 1990, offered these simple rules that blacks were supposed to observe in conversing with whites. Number one, never assert or even intimate that a white person is lying. Number two, never impute dishonorable intentions to a white person. Never suggest that a white person is from an inferior class. Number four, never lay claim to or overly demonstrate superior knowledge or intelligence. Number five, never curse a white person. Number six, never laugh derisively at a white person. Number seven, never comment upon the appearance of a white female. Jim Crow etiquette operated in conjunction with Jim Crow laws or the black codes, something I referred to in an earlier message. When most people think of Jim Crow, they think of laws, not the Jim Crow etiquette, which excluded blacks from public transport and facilities, juries, jobs, and neighborhoods. The passage of the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments to the Constitution had granted blacks the same legal protections as whites. However, after 1877 and the election of the Republican Rutherford B. Hayes, southern and border states began restricting the liberties of blacks. Unfortunately for blacks, the Supreme Court helped undermine the constitutional protection of blacks with the infamous Plessy versus Ferguson case in 1896, which legitimized Jim Crow laws and the Jim Crow way of life. In 1890, Louisiana passed the separate car law, which purported to aid passenger comfort by creating equal but separate cars for blacks and whites. This was a ruse. No public accommodations, including railway travel, provided blacks with equal facilities. The Louisiana law made it illegal for blacks to sit in coach seats reserved for whites, and whites could not, seat, could not sit in seats reserved for blacks. In 1891, a group of blacks decided to test the Jim Crow law. They had Homer A. Plessy, who was seven-eighths white and one-eighth black. Therefore, black. Can't make this up. Sit in the white-only railroad coach. He was arrested. Plessy's lawyer argued that Louisiana did not have the right to label one citizen as white and another black for the purposes of restricting their rights and privileges. In Plessy, the Supreme Court stated that so long as state governments provided legal process and legal freedoms for blacks equal to those of whites, they could maintain separate institutions to facilitate these rights. The court, by a 7-2 to two vote, upheld the Louisiana law, declaring that racial separation did not necessarily mean an abrogation of equality. In practice, Plessy represented the legitimization of two societies, one white and advantaged, the other black and disadvantaged and despised. Blacks were denied the right to vote by grandfather clauses. These were laws that restricted the right to vote to people whose ancestors had voted before the Civil War. Poll taxes were incurred. These were fees charged to poor blacks. White, pr white primaries, only Democrats could vote. By the way, only whites could be Democrats. And literacy tests, such as name all the vice presidents and Supreme Court justices throughout America's history. Yes, Plessy sent this message to southern and border states. Discrimination against blacks is acceptable. Jim Crow states passed statutes severely regulating social interactions between the races. The Jim Crow signs were placed above water fountains, door entrances, and exits 
and in front, excuse me, of public facilities. There were separate hospitals for blacks and whites, separate prisons, separate public and private schools, separate churches, separate cemeteries, separate public restrooms, and separate public accommodations. In most instances, the black facilities were grossly inferior, generally older, less well-kept. What a shock. In other cases, there were no black facilities, no colored public restroom, no public beach, no place to sit or eat. Plessy gave Jim Crow states a legal way to ignore their constitutional obligations to the black citizens. Jim Crow laws touched every aspect of everyday life. For example, in 1935, Oklahoma prohibited blacks and whites from voting together. Voting implied social equality. And in 1905, Georgia established separate parks for blacks and whites. In 1930, Birmingham, Alabama made it illegal for blacks and whites to play checkers or dominoes together. Here are some of the typical Jim Crow laws as compiled by the Martin Luther King Jr. National Historic Site interpretive staff. The following is a state-by-state breakdown. Barbers. No colored barber shall serve as a barber to white girls or women. That's the state of Georgia. Blind wards. Yes, blind wards. The board of trustees shall maintain a separate building on separate ground for the admission, care, instruction, and support of all blind persons of the colored or black race. That was Louisiana. Burial. The officer in charge shall not bury or allow to be buried any colored persons upon grounds set apart or used for the burial of white persons. That was the state of Georgia. Buses. All passenger stations in this state, operated by any motor transportation company, shall have separate waiting rooms or space and separate ticket windows for the white and colored races. That was Alabama. Child custody. It shall be unlawful for any parent, relative, or other white person in this state having the control or custody of any white child by right of guardianship, natural, or acquired, or otherwise to dispose of, give, or surrender such white child permanently into the custody, control, maintenance, or support of a Negro. That was South Carolina. Education. The schools for white children and the schools for Negro children shall be conducted separately. That was Florida. Libraries. The state librarian is directed to fit up and maintain a separate place for the use of the colored people who may come into the library for the purpose of reading books or periodicals. That was North Carolina. Mental hospitals. The board of control shall see that proper and distinct apartments are arranged for said patients so that in no case shall Negroes and white persons be together. Couldn't be crazy together. In Georgia, that was the state of Georgia. Militia. The white and colored militia shall be separately enrolled and shall never be compelled to serve in the same organization. No organization of colored troops shall be permitted where white troops are available. And where whites are permitted to be organized, colored troops shall be under the command of white officers. That's North Carolina. Nurses. No person or corporation shall require any white female nurse to nurse in wards or rooms in hospitals, either public or private, in which Negro men 
are placed. That was Alabama. The opposite of the Hippocratic Oath, by the way. Prisons. The warden shall see that all the white convicts shall have separate apartments for both eating and sleeping from the Negro convicts. That was Mississippi. Reform schools. The children of white and colored races committed to the houses of reform shall be kept entirely separate from each other. That was Kentucky. Teaching. Any instructor who shall teach in any school, college, or institution where members of the white and colored race are received and and enrolled as pupils for instruction shall be deemed guilty of a misdemeanor, and upon conviction thereof shall be fined. That was Oklahoma. Wine and beer. All persons licensed to conduct the business of selling beer or wine shall serve either white people exclusively or colored people exclusively and shall not sell to the two races within the same room at any time. That was Georgia. And that was a state-by-state breakdown. The Jim Crow laws and systems of etiquette were ungirded, undergirded, I should say, by violence, real and threatened. Blacks who who violated Jim Crow norms, for example, drinking from the white water fountain or trying to vote, risked their homes, their jobs, even their lives. From drinking from the wrong water fountain, you could be killed. Whites could physically beat blacks with impunity. Blacks had little legal recourse against these assaults because the Jim Crow laws and the Jim Crow criminal justice system was all white, police, prosecutors, judges, juries, and prison officials. Violence was instrumental for Jim Crow. It was a method of social control. The most extreme forms of Jim Crow violence were lynchings. Stay tuned for part three of Jim Crow. Ebony Contrarian, out for now.